Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of your WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. Can you believe we're at the halfway point of the regular season for the high school football year? Week five, and this is going to be a big one. A lot of great matchups around the, the Tri-State this week. We're going to be out in Sharonville, Marshall Kramsky and I, for the 4-0 Lakota West at 4-0 Princeton matchup on Friday night. Big time implications there within the Greater Miami Conference as both teams vie for the conference title and also jockey for position in the Division I Region Four playoff standings. So uh, that's going to be a lot to talk about with that game. There's other games we're going to talk about here a little bit. Later on in this episode, you're going to hear from Milford football coach Tom Grippa as the Eagles improved to 4-0 for the first time since 1977 last week. They host a key game against undefeated Kings there in the Eastern Cincinnati Conference. You're also going to hear from Mason coach Brian Kastner as the Comets have won three consecutive games are in and they're in contention for a GMC title as well. But this goes beyond football. Our conversation talks about how the Comets really bonded together this preseason, this summer, and uh, that uh, work has really laid the foundation for the success for the Mason football team. Also, Woodward Coach Jeremy Flug is going to describe how the Bulldogs are on a three-game win streak and uh, how much uh, coaching this program has meant to him as well. Also had a conversation with Madeira coach Chris Stewart as the Mustangs are looking to go 5-0 and for the first time since 2011. But first up, I want to remind everybody this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants where the winning play is always chicken. Start your day tomorrow with a fresh, warm breakfast. Well, one final look at uh, week four. It was a memorable game there at Charles L. Brown Stadium as Milford defeated Anderson 48-47. to It was a thrilling game back and forth. 970 yards of total offense uh, last Friday night. And uh, senior quarterback Austin Harden was 28 of 39 passing for 372 yards and five touchdowns for Milford. He is our WCPO Player of the Week, and uh, certainly a lot to be uh, happy for if you're an Eagles fan. I had a chance to catch up with Milford coach Tom Grippa on Saturday morning, right after the game, as uh, he talked about uh, what this win meant for the program going 4-0 for the first time since 1977. Uh, I told them that I was really proud of them, and it showed character. We knew it would be that kind of a game. You know, and in 2017, my first year here, we had that kind of game. And when we won, um, I think it was 41-39, something like that. And and, and uh, it ended the same way. You know, they were throwing the ball into the end zone, just like they, you know, went for two and throwing the ball in the end zone. And, you know, so we just gutted it out. And, and, and I give credit to Anderson also. They, they played so well, and they're such a good football team. Um, you know, we think we're a pretty good football team. So their losses are to Princeton and us, and they're blowing everybody else out. So they're going to win a lot of games. Um, so we'll we'll see how it all shakes down. We're uh, closing in on the halfway point. Um, but I'm real proud of my kids. They showed a lot of character. And I think it's hardened us for those kind of games. I think we're if we have that kind of week this week, I think we'll be ready. We'll be hardened. Kings has not had a tough game yet. Now, I, I've i only seen a little bit of them on film, so I guess they're that good. But we'll see. You know, sometimes scores are deceiving. So I want to watch and evaluate their talent and see what they're doing. Um, they're disciplined they're, and they're, they look fast. So we'll have our hands full this week. But um, we're savoring this win today, and uh, tomorrow we'll get back to work on Kings. How gutsy is your quarterback, Austin Harden? I mean, just it seems like he just 
has that poise, you know, even if he gets knocked down, he's right back getting up and making the key throw in a big moment. I mean, what's he been like to coach? He's been a lot of fun. He works really hard, um, does extra work, wants to be good. He wants to be good. He's smart. And I, I'm really proud of him. Uh, we said this about Austin, and he's proven us wrong. You know, said, Austin, when, when we'd play teams that were better than you, you would play lights out. But we need you to play that way against the top teams. And he hasn't always done that. And uh, he did on Friday night, though. He answered the bell and played uh, in his best game, even though he – has some room for he missed some guys he we ran a hitch and go probably coming right at you and he threw the ball out of bounds but if he throws it puts it on him it's a touchdown sure. you know and then we had our touchdown taken off the board with uh, uh an eligible receiver downfield that was ticky tack that was close you know so um I'm sure the Anderson folks saying they should have won it. They, they should have caught them all in the two-point conversion. Maybe the kids should have caught it. I, I don't know. It was, In the heat of the moment, that was a tough catch. And um, I, I know this. We, we Our kids had a chance to win the game, and at the end we pulled it out, and I'm really proud of them. Austin is special. He's been fun to coach. I mean, he's hitting 70% of his passes, Mike. That's mm-hmm. Joe Burrow-like. You know, and he's got 19 touchdowns, the only three interceptions. I mean – no one will vote for him to be all city quarterback, but I'm telling you, he I wouldn't trade him for anybody. He's got a lot of players around him. I mean, Luke Ray, obviously that big time long touchdown run, what, 80, 81 yards. Luke's an all state lacrosse player. He's going to college to play lacrosse. He's got a scholarship. Um, Jacob Smith, who had a great game on defense, he's also an all state. He might even be an all American lacrosse player. He's going to Albany on a, on a, you know, I think it's a it's it's a full ride. I think, I mean, so um, Cam Livingston's a really good athlete. Uh, Landon Wisby and Reese Davis are really good athletes and good receivers. Uh, I got two good backs, Natwan and Webster and Ashton Werther. So, I mean, that's six players you have to prepare for that could touch the ball and all are capable of of hurting you. So. None of my kids have giant numbers, sure. Um, but we spread the ball around. I think that's one thing that makes us tough to defend. We spread the ball around. And you did this uh, obviously without Tofa Luani, um, your your linebacker, who's Tofa would have really helped us on defense. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a difference maker. I mean, when you have a six foot, two hundred and thirty pound uh, stud who runs a four six, that, that hurts. But you know, his brother played well, and the defense the defense played really well. His his backup is Cole Miller. He played a really good game last night, number 33. I was really proud of him. Nick Scally, our middle linebacker, number 43, he played really well last night. Their best games were last night. So we're proud of them. So um, one of the things about Milford is uh, I have a good coaching staff. As we go through the season, our teams get better, you know, and – so, so hopefully we can stay injury free and, you know, hit the postseason, getting better and improving. And um, one of our goals is to win two playoff games, you know, and get to the regional finals or just, yeah, that would be region four finals. So hopefully we can do that. We'll see. 
You've been coaching a long time, Tom. I mean, you know, this is, uh, I know games like last, yeah. like Friday night, you know, you, you've been through them, but uh, still, what's it been like? Just, 1987, Mike, is when I started. I mean, how much fun are you having, I guess, just in a coaching game like Friday night at Anderson or just this season in general? What's this been like for you? It's been awesome. Uh, that's what I live for. That's, yeah. You know, the Lord put me on this planet to make a difference in lives of the kids I touch and, I think I've done that at every school I've been at, and and I love Milford. Um, we have a great connection. The kids, the kids like me, and I like them, and they work hard to go through the wall for us. And I'm real, real proud of them. You know, we, we don't have the best facilities. Like our weight room compared to everybody in our league is the worst. Um, although we are getting a new weight room, I mean that's going to happen in 2025 or 2026, one of those years, because we we have the money and we passed a bond ish, a bond levy. In the Milford community wants it. They love football. Um, Milford youth football is strong. We have lots of kids playing. I got a hundred junior high players, junior high school players. Um, we have two teams on every level. Um, K K one all the way up to sixth grade, two teams, and and they're all fairly successful. So the future looks good for Milford football, and I'm proud of the. You got to put my stamp on that. That's right. What's it like? I mean, how much fun is that in a game like Friday night? Or I know it's probably not, maybe fun's not the right word in the moment, but <laughs> I don't know. Do you win, consider it fun, fun or stressful or a little bit of both? It's both. It's, yeah. it was, it was, it's really fun. Yeah. I mean, that's what you, that's what you play for. That's why you do it as a, as a coach to play in those, coaching those games and the kids to play in those games. And, um, is the winning and losing, I, I tell the kids all the time, look, winning's like a wedding and losing's like a funeral. So, you know, you can't put your head down too long on losses. You got to pick yourself up and, and keep going. Um, there aren't many teams that go undefeated. You know, everybody has a loss. I mean, say next won the state championship in 2016, I think, mm -hmm. with a five and five record going into the postseason. And Sean Clifford got hot. And they went on a run, and they were they were they were unbeatable. No doubt. Yeah. So we're hoping that we that happens for us. We're hoping we can continue to improve, and um, with the receiving core I have, Mike, they're pretty good. Our backs are pretty good, so we'll see. Great, well, Tom. I really appreciate the time. All the best of luck to the Eagles going forward. Thanks. I appreciate it, Mike. You have a good weekend. Well, as I mentioned, Milford has yet another challenge this Friday night when they host Kings, and uh, this is going to be a big-time ECC showdown. Expect a lot of throwing, a lot of uh, points on the scoreboard, similar to last week at Anderson by all stretch of the imagination. This is going to be one offensive juggernaut uh, against another. So uh, Milford hasn't played Kings since 2019, and the Knights uh, won that game 52-7, to and Milford hasn't defeated Kings since October of 2017. So we're going to see uh, who uh, comes out on top in this uh, big-time matchup as well. But uh, uh, before we go any further, I want to remind everybody, this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play is always chicken. Download the app today for easy ordering. And uh, coming up next, we had a conversation with Mason Coach Brian Kastner, speaking of a program milestone, Mason defeated Colerain for the first time in program history last week, and I had a chance to catch up with Coach Kastner on Saturday morning as he reflected on that win, but also a little bit about how special uh, this tight-knit group uh, with the Comets are with their bond that was really created this past summer in transitioning to this football season. I just really love our, our effort. You know, you, you try to 
you know, rely on the two big things that we talk about a lot, and that's attitude and effort. And we, we really throw it at them a bunch. We, we, we have it on the wall in the locker room, and those are the two controllables. But on the field, you know, whether it's emotions or, you know, some kid getting mad or, you know, getting after another kid, you know, that's part of the attitude of the game. It's a violent game. But the effort part of where we're at, we have a, a, a lot of high-effort kids right now that the coaching staff's um, excited about. And they're playing together. They're playing as one. And that was one of our biggest goals this week. It was uh, understanding that your, your toughest opponent, no matter what people say, your toughest opponent in life and in the game of football is yourself. And we talked about this all week. You know, yeah, Colerain was is is the team that's going to be showing up in a, in a red uniform or a different color jersey. But the most important thing was us understanding that we have to get better and we have to convince ourselves. We have to look ourselves in the mirror. So, I I love our team goal um, or our team word is unity, and that was something that they um, they chose as seniors, and they've stuck to it. I mean, they've done a lot of things together. We've done a lot of things at, at players' houses, coaches' houses, and uh, uh, we have a, a couple different programs that we work through um, that aid that. But our, our goal was from the get-go over the summer when we went to AIA for our camp was they wanted to become the tightest team in, in Mason history. They wanted to be able to have the legacy of, man, that team had – Phenomenal chemistry because they loved one another and they wanted to be tight. We're not where we need to be completely, but we're 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 there's a lot of love uh, going around. A lot of love. How does that make you feel as a coach when you hear? Well, you know me. I, I love it. I'm I'm more. You know, I've always said I'm going to make you a better person that before I make you a better player. And this program is going to make us uh, better people. Uh, before it makes us better players. And so chemistry is huge. Relationships are, are, are almost everything. Um, you know, it does, it does warm my heart. I'd be lying to you if I, if I didn't get choked up a couple times last night, uh, whether I was with the team or by myself, just because of how tight we are. And when you do things the right way, you own it. You do things the right way, you own that stuff. And you know, there's a lot of people that have success that don't do things the right way. And we really believe to, to the heart, to the, to the bottom of our heart and our gut that we do things the right way. So it makes me feel great. It really does. And, it, and you rest well. You put your head on the pillow um, at night and you rest well. And uh, I, I'm, I'm very proud of them. Very excited. I, I, I just I, I can't say enough good things about them. You know, you talk about the LGL all the time. I mean, was there something in the summer that you noticed maybe was a team activity or a bonding yeah, thing that yeah. you said, hey, this is going to be something special? Yeah, so we went, we go to AIA or we go to Ohio University every uh, first part of the summer. And uh, Ohio University was getting their um, turf replaced. And they had a couple other things going on. So we couldn't go back to OU. So we went to AIA. And AIA does a, a Athletes in Action up there in Xenia does a great job of, 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 you know, taking us in and allowing us to address our top four, right? Our big four, faith, family, academics, football. And that's been on our wall in our locker room as well uh, for 13 years. And uh, during that 
three days together. It's just us. You could hear the voice, the, the kind of the um, how profound some of these players' voices were on making sure that that we we unify, that that we come united, and uh, we become the tightest team in in Mason history. And so that it wasn't one series. Like we, I mean, we sat around the campfire one night, and everybody kind of shared what they wanted from from sophomores up to seniors. Um, that was a great night. Uh, but there were some other nights and activities where, you know, we were in chapel or we were in certain things throughout the periods uh, of each day. And uh, it, it grabs you. I mean, we, 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 we dove into mental health for the first time. Um, we have a program called Restoic that we work through every Wednesday. So we, we not only uh, address mental illness, but we also address leadership like we always have. And we're able to blend both of those in together and, and have some balance, you know, so we don't become too overboard on one thing. But, uh, you know, we, we had a young man that came and he was fighting mental illness and he, he shared a big story with him. And that was a, a big, big moment. I know it grabbed me. It grabbed coaches. Um, so that was another moment. And then obviously our practices up there were, were high energy, you know, at the beginning of the summer when kids are thinking about, oh, what, what, when they're going to go to the swimming pool or how, the, how can they hang out with their girlfriends? You know, we're, we're, we're together for three days. And I just uh, – I can't say enough about that part of, uh, of our program. Um, it's pretty cool. It's uh, something that we will always do as long as I'm head coach and my staff loves it. I mean, they're going away from their family for three days, but they, they love being with the kids. And, you know, I, I'd say out of the 11 years that we've done it, I think we didn't do it the first year, but I think we're probably 10 for 11, maybe, maybe 11 for 11. I mean, there's been a year or two where you, you're like, man, did we really accomplish what we wanted to accomplish? So but yeah, this year was great. So, and then all, all summer, you know, uh, we went four days a week, and we got we hired uh, Val Parezo's head strength coach, director of strength. His name's Trent Smart, and uh, he's the best, hands down. I mean, I can go on social media and tell you this: uh, that man gets it, and uh, he's you know he's uh, a guy that played at uh, OU. Uh, he was player of the year in Ohio. Um, uh, played at Clinton Massey, won a state championship. He's very knowledgeable, but the kids love him. And man, he holds them accountable. He holds them accountable. So anytime, you know, you got a strength coach that does the things that he does and is able to connect, uh, he's, he's special. And, uh, that's what we've had here. I mean, we, we've had, you know, other assistant coaches that have been pretty darn good. Um, and, and hopefully they stick around a little bit longer. Um, and stay with us. We don't have many coaches that leave. Uh, we really enjoy working working with each other, and we really, really enjoy working with these kids. Um, but Trent Smart has really kind of taken it a little bit to the next level. Uh, that was something that was brought up last night at halftime. You know, I was like, guys, here we go again. We're right here. It's 13 nothing and a half. You know, we're up a score, two scores. Um, this is something we haven't been able to do. We haven't been able to finish, you know, a game. And uh, against these guys, and we did, and uh, and they got some dudes. They, they they got some guys that that can go. Don't 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 let this this record fool 
fool you. I mean, I, I you know, I know Coach Cutright's going to figure something out. He, he, if, if I know him the right who he is, he's, he's going to figure it out. Uh, you open the season, two-point loss to Gahanna Lincoln, um, but then you rattle off three in a row, three wins in a row. I mean, what did you learn from maybe that season opening loss? What are you doing so well on the field now after that? Well, we're scoring more points. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> you know, uh, we scored that touchdown late in the Gahanna game. So, really, it was nine to nothing with, I don't know, maybe three minutes left. And we all, we were moving the ball in the Gahanna game. It was more of just finishing the drives. I mean, we threw an interception. We were inside the red zone, and we were inside the red zone again, and didn't happen. But then at the end, we scored, and then we were able to kick it onside and not get it. But so our offense has grown. Our offense has been more, you know, understanding of what's expected. We were young in areas. Um, yes, we got a returning quarterback, but he split time with Michael Molnar, who's now at OU. So, you know, Larry needed some time to grow. And he, he's battling, you know, a, a hand issue. I mean, he, it's not a secret. He's got a, he's got a, you know, a thing over his left hand. So, uh, he's doing really well at leading the team. And then, you know, we have two or three running backs that we've been rotating in and the receivers have really grown and they've caught the ball well in space. Um, we just got to make sure that the, the trenches, the guys up front just keep getting tougher. Uh, I do believe that, you know, people say, oh, you're either tough or you're not. No, I, I believe you can get tougher, especially when you're playing in the GMC on a Friday night. No doubt. Um, already week five, as you kind of look ahead, um, hosting Middletown next week. Um, what's kind of your first thought on that? And, and Well, I think it's tailgate night. It's okay. little comments potentially night. So it should be a, a really, really good atmosphere. Um so we're gonna we're gonna enjoy being back at home because we only have four home games because of this GMC matrix, the scheduling that they they went to. Uh, but I I'm excited for our players to be a part of that. I'm excited for them to come in, have another opportunity to get better. Uh, Middletown is, you know, the 14-13. They're going to be on the edge last last night. I think it was an extra point they missed at the end to tie it, which that that always you know, leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So I'm sure they're going to come in here hungry. And I don't care what anybody says, Middletown always plays Mason tough. Always. All, I mean, back to the Schwarber days when, when Kraus was there, uh, to Everhart. You know, I've, I've, I've seen some head coaches come through to Wells. They, they all have played Mason tough. And uh, I'm sure there's some – you know, some dynamics to that. And so we're, we know they're going to come in here with a little bit of edge about them and we're going to have to match their intensity and, and still, you know, still play, you know, hopefully mistake free ball. Uh, we, we had some penalties last night again that were silly, that were controllable, uh, emotional filled. We had a pick, uh, you know, a, a fumble pickup that Krukenberg took back and he's holding the ball up in the air and, we don't ever do that stuff. And that, you know, the you know, officials threw, I think, three flags on him right away. You know, it was and, and Sean knows he was wrong, but we, we don't do that stuff. So um we need to get rid of those things for sure. Uh but yeah, I I, I I'm excited about, you know, one one and oh again. It's a great week to go one and oh. You talked about your offense before I let you go, just defensively, who's kind of stood up for you? Um 
I can't say enough great things about the whole defense. I can't say enough great things about, first and foremost, the plan that's put in front of them every day. The defensive staff has done a phenomenal job with this group. Now, we took Sailors, who was a, a you know, he's a leading rusher in the GMC last year, okay, uh, to I think week nine, he was a leading rusher. And then, then he dropped off nine, 10, and 11. And uh, we put him over on the defense side and said, hey, this is where you're going to be, and, and we need you to step up. Uh, so Nicholas Sailors has really had a great start. Sean Krukenberg, Jake Bates, I think, is leading, was leading the, the GMC in tackles. He might not now. Um, our up front guys, Caden Davis had a great game last night. Um, you know, our corners have been doing pretty well. So all in all, man, I, I tell you, Mike, those those eleven dudes, and, and there's even some guys that we rotate in that we they're they're playing with confidence because they're high effort guys. They're high effort guys that just get after it, man. I I I love it. I love the way they play. That, that's a true signature of a Brian Kastner coach team, you know, yeah, <laughs> the true, yeah. the true uh, effort each time. Yeah. Hey, uh, comments coach Brian Kastner, always appreciate the time. Best of luck to the comments going forward. Mike, thank you for everything you do, man. I, I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. Well, I've known coach Kastner for uh, over a decade and uh, he's always emphasized life lessons beyond the game of football. And you could tell that in that conversation, how much uh, he has a passion for helping each and every one of his student athletes uh, every season, and you could tell the chemistry uh, got him a little bit emotional talking about this 2022 season. The Comets play host to Middletown on Friday night before back-to-back road games at Lakota East and at Lakota West to conclude September. So certainly some challenging games ahead for uh, Coach Kastner and the Comets, but uh, they seem to be up to the challenge so far in this first half of the season. Well, another team that has built strong bonds this season is at Woodward. The Bulldogs are 3-1, and one, and you may remember our WCPO story this past summer when head coach Jeremy Fluke took uh, a lot of his players and some of the coaches on a week-long college campus tour in June through eight states and nearly 2,000 miles. It really built uh, bonds that uh, uh, translated over to this season um, just based upon uh, visiting these colleges and just life experiences. Well, the Bulldogs have had those results really pay off at this midway point of the season. 3-1, and one, as I mentioned, after a 38-22 to 22 win at Bourbon County this past week. I asked Coach Fluke, what do you like most about the w- way the Bulldogs have been playing? started with our defense. To be honest with you, they were all over the place. Uh, Bourbon County's quarterback is a tough senior. They scored 70 points last week. I think they're averaging in the 40s. Um, and to hold them to 22 is a, just a big uh, testament to how far our defense has come so quickly. Um, we just got after the ball. Uh, I bet we had six or seven sacks last night. Um, huge interception in the end zone to kind of seal the deal before our last drive. Um, yeah, just defense flying around. Coach Moore and, uh, and uh, Coach Booker and Fowler, they've just done a uh, – Coach Martin just done a heck of a job making sure kids are where they need to be, you know. Um, and then offensively, you know, we just continue to, to thrive. Um, our offensive line is coming along. We have big, big, thick, strong kids up front who are – who just enjoy mashing people. It's a lot of fun watching them grow and uh, learn the system. Um, and, you know, and we can't say enough about our, our skill guys. You know, um, Mod came into the uh, week number four passer in the country, Dante the number one receiver in the country, and 
you know, they just put on another show and, um, you know, they started to get complimentary roles too. So people can't just sit and double team Dante all night. So uh, we had touchdown catches by our big tight end, Joe Leonard, uh, another touchdown catch by uh, Michael Cephas. Like our, our guys are just all over the place. And, you know, the running game's coming along real fast with our sophomore running back, uh, Anthony Jasper. Great. Who really stood out for you defensively? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, our Hughes brothers are, are, are a force to be reckoned with on the defensive side right now. Uh, Demarion and Jeremiah, first year playing football for both of them in high school, both basketball kids that we just kept nagging and nagging. And I'm um, excited to get both of them. Demarion's a senior, Jeremiah's a junior. Um, they both kind of played like that hybrid outside linebacker safety role. Um, and I think Demarion probably had two or three sacks by himself last night. Jeremiah just flies around to the ball, tackling everything that walks. Um, so, yeah, just both of them were fantastic. Our DBs played fantastic last night. I think um, – heck, I think we only gave up one touchdown pass. Uh, and we just kind of got caught on a, on a crossing route where we, you know, ran into each other. Other than that, um, our defensive backs and our and our front four were all over the place, all over them. So, yeah, really excited about our defensive group and um, and where they're going to go, not not where we are right now. So, going back to the season opener, you lose by two to Columbus South. Obviously, a disappointing loss, but now you've rattled off three consecutive wins. Um, has there been kind of a common theme here in these uh, these past few weeks of what you're doing so yeah. well? Well, I mean, uh, South. Uh, they're undefeated. I don't know if anybody knows that, but they're undefeated right now. Uh, they were a super tough opponent, went up to their place. Uh, I wish we had maybe one more week of practice. I think things could have been maybe a little different. But, you know, I think the the two-point loss um, was eye-opening for our kids because last year, South beat them by 60. And so, um, so for them to go from 60 to two was like, wait, we are pretty good. You know, like – maybe this is, this is going to be all right. You know, and it was one of those trust things. Like sometimes you just got to take the leap and hope that us coaching staff catches you and, and puts you in the right places. So, um, so I think that was a big turning point. I think for our program was just that we fought and fought and fought and um, you know, we're better than people have been giving us for a long time. And, and now um, our kids are believing it. And that's a scary thing is it's just trust and belief. You talked about Armand and Dante and, and getting that national. Yeah, nine ranking. to five, nine to five. <laughs> What's that mean to them to get that recognition and, and see these these uh these statistics really kind of pay off in the games, not just you know personally, but just for the team. Yeah, it's super exciting to watch them compete. You know, we like I said it's our that's our joke now. It's, you know, nine to five, and, and Armand's number nine, and Dante's five. So he's just putting in that work every night. So they uh. Yeah, to get that recognition, people are starting to notice the offers are starting to come, but also it just makes everybody better on our football team uh, because they click so well. Defenses have to over-adjust everything. And when they don't, it's um, – I don't want to say easy, but, gosh, Dante makes it look easy. My God, he's, he's so, so fluid and so uh, good at his craft. And um, so um, – yeah, it just – those two make our whole offense that much better because uh, when one kid kind of takes an entire half of the field uh, away from the defense, uh, it just makes everything else. And we have very, very good skill people. Um, our running backs only a sophomore, and last night he ran like a 
like a true senior. Uh, he's going to be a wreck, force to wreck with Anthony Jasper. He's going to be a force for the next three years. Um, and then, heck, our quarterback turned tight end, Joe Leonard. He's, you know, six foot four, 250 pounds, and he took the, uh, a, you know, a quick cross last night, 70 yards for a touchdown. I mean, the kid runs a four six five, and he's playing tight end, and he's six foot four, 250 pounds. You're not bringing him down. Um, so, you know, it just opens up everything for everybody, and our kids are loving it, and, you know, they're loving on each other because it's not a selfish thing. They know that um, with those two being so good that it's going to, to give everybody their shine. I remember talking to you this summer. You're so excited about taking over this program and having this opportunity. I mean, is this uh, met your expectations? Has it exceeded it? I mean, what's it been like for you personally? Yeah, I'm, I'm just super grateful for our athletic director, Jabril Moten, and uh, our principal, Dr. Wallace, and, and honestly, all the staff. You know, heck, I had both basketball coaches on the sideline. They're there every game. You know, Coach Red and Coach Mack. Uh, there's just the support, just anything that's needed. If a kid needs to be stretched, if a kid needs to grab water, you know, they're there uh, as just all love, you know. And, uh, you know, we talk all the time about we grind different, and I, I, I truly believe it. It's, it's shown. You know, we sold out our first home game this year. And just, again, a testament to the community and to the people and to the administration and staff and, you know, Cincinnati Public Schools being behind us and, um, and just, you know, I think it looks good for everybody. You know, we already got Taft and Hughes and, and Withrow and, um, you know, Coach um, Duca doing a great job at Aiken. I mean, my goodness, it's just uh, in the – Cincinnati Public Schools has got a lot to be excited about right now with its players, with its coaching staffs. And, um, yeah, it's for me, um, you know, with it being my parents' alma mater and, and, and grandparents and aunts and uncles – uh, you know, it's fun that on Friday nights, like to be mom's first call, you know what I mean? And be like, I'm so proud of you. You know, it like makes me feel like I'm 13 all over again and uh, coming out of my own games. So it's just really cool. Very cool. Talking about some of these other CPS programs, you're going to open up the uh, CMAX schedule here in a couple of weeks, but you're on the road again uh, this upcoming week. Can you tell us a little bit about your opponent with Trimble? Yeah, Trimble is a solid program, uh, way out east, uh, out by Athens. Um, very, uh, they're they're going to grind and uh, get in big sets and try to uh, pound the ball up front. You know, kind of like a lot of those eastern schools do. Um, they uh, graduated quite a few players last year, um, so um, they're young. Um, but you know, all the film that I've seen so far. Um, they're they're going to be a challenge. We made a tough tough one up front, and as long as we can control the line of scrimmage, uh, we should be okay uh, with with the athletes that we have on the outside. It's going to be tough for them to to cover us. Woodward head coach Jeremy Flug, really appreciate the time. All the best to the Bulldogs going forward. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you. Well, Woodward is certainly a team to watch as the Bulldogs prepare to enter the CMAC uh, portion of the schedule after this week. And uh, Coach Flug would love certainly to be able to host a first-round playoff game there in October. But uh, switching gears to Division Four, Region 16, Madeira is yet another team to watch. They're in a prime position to host the first-round game themselves. Uh, Madeira is 4-0 for the first time since 2020 and uh, looking to go 5-0 for the first time since the 2011 season in a game against Finneytown on Friday night. I asked Coach Chris Stewart what is working so well on both sides of the ball for the Mustangs this season. Um, the thing the thing I love about our team the most is just how hard they work. You know, they're, they're a disciplined team. Uh, they know what they're expected of to do. We have 15 seniors on our team. 
Uh, they've been around this program for five years now. So they, they understand the culture and what the expectations the coaches have for them. And they just work extremely hard. They do the little things that people don't see behind the scenes uh, to give them the opportunity to to be in this position and be 4-0. Well, I mean, we could we could probably read off a lot of names here, but uh, certainly um, going back to the the win over Marymount, as I mentioned, I mean, senior running back Nick Heiser, uh, eighty nine yards rushing, three touchdowns on twenty four carries, and then uh, you had senior Max Autry, nine carries for one hundred twenty yards and two touchdowns. Um, uh, we'll talk about the defense here in a little bit because I know it's been such a strong part of the team. But what do you like about the offense right now? Uh, up front, the five guys up front, and then we have two tight ends. We have, you know, five offensive linemen. Uh, we have uh, four seniors, one junior. Some of them have been three-year starters. They've played multiple positions because of injuries, so they have a ton of experience. And then we also have a Connor Kravak, who's a, a D1 commit to Akron, a 6'5", 225-pound tight end. And uh, our other tight end is a, a former guard, all-CHL first-team guard, Aiden Migas. Uh, we actually moved him to a tight end wing position because we had enough linemen and we can catch the ball a little bit, but he's another lineman. So we're, sometimes we're, we feel like we're playing with almost seven linemen on the line of scrimmage. And, you know, it makes it tough on teams when you can just line up and they know what's coming and it's hard for them to stop that. And you told me uh, over the weekend about how you thought this would be an experienced group coming back after losing some players a year ago to graduation, but um, what's kind of been the vibe around this team, I guess, in the preseason leading into uh, the first few games here? I mean, what do you like most about the chemistry within the group? They're all friends. They all hang out with each other. And that's the cool thing about small school football is that these guys are in class all the time. They're football players. They're basketball players. They're baseball players. They're constantly around each other all the time. And they're holding each other accountable for showing up to the off-season workouts. I think when you look at the group of kids that we've had, they didn't start just in the summer. It was literally – the 28th day or the 29th day, you could start working out again. They were in the weight room lifting in that first week of December, you know, because they they knew what they had coming up their senior year and they didn't want to have that feeling of being four and seven again. So they put the time in and, they, and they've held each other accountable and kind of pulled each other along in those times when maybe they didn't feel like they wanted to work out. So it's a good group of, of kids holding each other accountable. And then defensively, you can update me here, obviously, on the on the stats. Uh, but through three games, you had created uh, nine turnovers. Uh, obviously, you get a shutout this past week against Marymount, as I mentioned. But, um, you know, w- what's really working so well in terms of the defensive effort? Uh, we got uh, Nick Wayne Scott took over about halfway through the year last year as defensive coordinator. Uh, he This is his first full year. He's a graduate of Madeira High School, played for Mike Schaefer here in Madeira teaches in Madeira now, just got a teaching job. And he understands the kids. He understands what CHL football, small school football is like. He doesn't try to do too much. He keeps it very simple for the kids. We have very good kids, puts them in the right spot to be successful so they can play fast. I think anytime when you look at a defense and they're struggling, they either are doing too much or or thinking too much on the football field. Our kids are just lining up in, a, in almost a base defense and just just playing football and running to the ball. So it's it's fun to watch them play. You know, it's like, uh, I don't know, you know, Jacob DeGrom pitching. You just love to watch them pitch, right? I love to watch our team play defense. You know, it's always the fear of giving up points, but they're just fun a group to watch because they're they're so connected on the field. They communicate well and, and they enjoy playing for each other. What do you think about this matchup with Finneytown? They're one and three, uh, but Coach Armand Tatum in his first uh, season there uh, with the Wildcats. Um, what do you think Friday night will bring? So Friday night, so Armand, I was just got done watching film. He's doing a great job with that program over there. You know, I know Armand. I coached with him in the North South game up in uh, uh, 
getting up there and he's a great guy and he's going to do great things for this program. It's always tough your first year when you come in trying to feel out a program and, and understand the kids and the culture of the school and trying to build that. You know, I've been there. I get it. So uh, it's going to be a good matchup for us on Friday to, to see what he can do against us and what we can do against them. What about just the CHL overall? I mean, um, how, how strong is this conference? I mean, you talk about you know, Redding 4-0, uh, Madeira's 4-0, Wyoming, of course, is 4-0. I mean, this is uh, just seems like a lot of talent. I mean, I know this is nothing new. I mean, the tradition of the CHL speaks for itself, but still um, getting a lot of attention uh, this year in particular. Yeah, I, you know, small school football, you're going to have your ups and downs. Like last year, we were four and seven, and this year we have a chance to improve on that. And you're going to have your ebbs and flows. You know, Wyoming has always been the the standard to the the, the conference the last few years. You know, I understand that. And Indian Hill's been up there, and it'll flip-flop with some teams. But we've got some great coaches in this league that do a great job with these kids. And you look at some of these coaches, Coach Rodenberg and Hancock and Amaran Tatum, you know, David Transman and Taylor, Luke Kripe has been at big schools at Reading, you know, um, Nick Leone's doing a great job at Marymont. All, you know, all these, all these schools do a great job with their coaching staffs. And it's, it's fun to, to coach and against these coaches. And I think the cool thing about CHL football is the stadiums. They're so unique when you go to Coastal stadium and all the stands are on the one side, Indian Hill, you're playing in the woods. Reading's got the old grass field, the giant arch in it. And they're, Cheeseburgers are amazing. I think. I think when you go to those places and you go to Wyoming, and it's it's um, Coach Lewis Stadium and it's Birdie Berry Field. That the the history in those places are, you know, it's 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 fun to play in all these small stadiums in these towns. I think it's it's unique in Cincinnati, Ohio. Your fifth season, as I mentioned, there at Madeira. I mean, what's been the most rewarding part for you um, uh, from a day in and day out perspective when you're um, leading this program and, and just being involved with the school district and the community? Oh, I think to affect kids. Uh, the whole goal of the program is to create leaders of of men through the game of football. I think the cool part is when the kids start to come back. We have a couple kids come back and coach with us. Come, kids will come back and speak to the team. The, just the messages that how when you see kids be successful in life and they say, yeah, the football program helped me to get where I am today. I think that's the most rewarding part. You know, we're going to win, lose some games. We're going to get, you know, win by a lot. We're going to lose by a lot. It's going to, it's going to happen that, you know, every game's not perfect, but the, the, the opportunity to help kids along the way become better uh, husbands, fathers, coworkers, maybe leaders, whatever they choose to do in their careers, I think. And we have a, a, a small piece of that. I think that's the most rewarding part for, for our staff and our, our coaches who are helping these kids. Well, Chris, I really appreciate your uh, time and perspective and all, all the best to uh, Madeira the rest of the season. I appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Well, Madeira has outscored its opponents 131-24 to 24 through four weeks, so certainly this team uh, is going to be one to watch in the second half of the season, getting it done on both sides of the ball. A lot of experience, as uh, Coach Stewart alluded to, and uh, that seems to be the key to success, obviously, once you get into the postseason uh, and deep into those uh, playoff rounds as well. But there's plenty of good matchups, as I mentioned at the start. Uh, Kings at Milford. Moeller, how about Moeller defeating Our Lady of Good Counsel, that powerhouse out of Maryland last week in a game at Ironton. Uh, they've really been impressive. Jordan Marshall, almost 600 yards rushing, 12 touchdowns. The Crusaders are going to take on uh, St. Xavier over there on North Bend Road. St. X is 2-2, two and two, and that's always going to be a fantastic GCL South rivalry. Redding is 4-0, and, oh, and they take on Wyoming, which is also undefeated. Uh, the Cowboys going for their 62nd 
consecutive regular season victory. And then Western Brown at Miami Trace. Uh, I want to keep an eye on Drew Novak. Everybody knows about this Western Brown senior quarterback. He's thrown for 11,367 yards in his career. He's only 62 yards away from uh, surpassing Joe Burrow on the state's all-time career passing yards list. So certainly uh, Novak going to continue to climb. Uh, he's right now he's seventh all time on that list, but certainly uh, would not be uh, out of the stretch of realm to see him in the top five here in the next couple of weeks. Well, that's all I have for you this week on this week's episode. Be sure to check out my story on WCPO.com as I uh, visited Princeton's practice um, and talked to Coach Andre Parker about this big-time matchup against Lakota West. Also spoke with some of the Vikings about how they're trying to block out uh, the social media and some of the noise that they're hearing from uh, friends and classmates about this big game. Uh, just trying to stay focused on uh, defeating uh, undefeated Firebirds team. So certainly going to be a fun game to watch on Friday night in Sharonville. Thanks again for watching and listening. I will talk to you next week. Week. Oh, 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 oh,